Coming up, how much in common should two people have in order to have a fantastic marriage? The answer may surprise you. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, I'm joined by my guest, Rabbi Dr. David Gottlieb, and we will be talking about the qualities to look for in a future spouse. Rabbi Dr. David Gottlieb is the author of four books, most recently, Reason to Believe, and a senior faculty member at Or Sameach in Jerusalem. Additionally, Rabbi Gottlieb is a popular speaker internationally on a wide range of topics, which include ethics, biblical criticism, the relevance of religion and the Jewish tradition's roles for men and women. And you can listen to many of Rabbi Gottlieb's lectures for free or order his books and contact him to speak in your community by visiting his website, davidgottlieb.com. That's D-O-V-I-D-G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B.com. Welcome to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi Dr. David Gottlieb. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Many singles have an unwritten wish list, maybe even a written wish list of criteria or traits that they want in their future spouse to have. Now, our patriarch Avraham had criteria for the future bride for his son Isaac. And in your opinion, what, what are the principal criteria that people should look for? Let me start with a short introduction, something that I learned from my Rebetzin and has been uh, shared with many people. Really, one needs three lists, not just one. Oh my, okay. The first list is what I wish for, pie in the sky, anything that you think would help make the relationship more successful. Second list is needs, and it had better be shorter. <laughs> Things that I can't do without. It's an absolute must. I don't think I can survive in a relationship without them. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is the big new idea, a give list. What is it that you have to provide for another person to support, to encourage, to be a partner in building in the other person? Because if you receive in a relationship everything on your wish list, but the other party has no need for you, Hmm. the other party doesn't depend upon you for anything, if you're not contributing anything to the other party, you're not going to be happy. So the suggestion is... You write out your three lists and ask the other party to write out his or her three lists Mm -hmm. and then check that your wish list matches the other person's give list and Mm. your give list matches the other person's wish list Mm. and then you have a foundation that could be something which you could both find satisfaction in. Mm. Interesting. You know, the marriage of Isaac and Rebecca is, if I understand correctly, the first time a couple was introduced by a third party, a matchmaker. So I'm wondering, would you explain why Isaac needed a matchmaker? Wasn't he 37 years old at the time he was introduced to Rebecca? He was. The answer to this is really simple and external to our subject. He could not leave the land of Israel. Mm. And the family from whom the bribe was going to be selected was outside the land of Israel. Okay. Jacob, who also needed to marry, 
from that family went himself and did not have a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. So I think in this case, it was really a technical matter. Mm -hmm. But I would also caution, we have to be very careful in using the patriarchs and matriarchs as a model for our own lives, our own behavior. They lived as individuals. We have a whole community. We have a whole history behind us. They had enormous strengths that we don't have. So although we do look to them as models, we have to be careful in translating what they did into our own context. For us, the matchmaker, I think, is crucial because, number one, it avoids um, inefficiency of clearing all the preliminary hurdles on our own. Mm -hmm. And the commitment of the community not to have superficial relationships is something which has to be respected and, and engineered. And having a matchmaker does a great deal of that. Also a matchmaker or any uh, anybody who's in a position to consider a, a match, a lot of times very wise people suggest that the two people should have shared values. So I'm wondering if you think that two spouses' values should match up 100%. I mean, obviously people differ on matters of religious observance or how they handle finances or, you know, if someone wants a house uh, environment to be lively or quiet. So just how important it is to match up or... This is a crucial, a crucial issue. Um, differences between people will lead to failures of communication and failures of cooperation, mm. failures of understanding. On the other hand, differences also serve as stimuli to growth. Mm -hmm. So it depends a great deal on the self-confidence of the partners and their attitude towards what they're going to do with the relationship. I think given the pressures that, that my marriage is under in our times, mm -hmm. if there's any question of how to draw the balance, the heavy balance should be on similarities because we're dealing at a time where there's a great deal of tension in marriages. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if you have a, a great deal of self-confidence and you're looking to grow, then the differences can be tremendous spurs for growth. In my, in my case, mm -hmm. what I learned from my Rebbitson over the years and mm -hmm. the things that I, that I grew in had to change my perspective and to en enrich it were enormously beneficial to me and the same vice versa but each person is going to be different differences don't only have to be negative they can be positive if they're approached in the right spirit very nice what are some good signs good signs that a couple who is dating are also suitable for life together uh, I think this will vary. I don't think there's a universal prescription, but one thing is a sense of communication, a sense uh, that when I say something, I'm understood. The response shows that I, what I'm trying to communicate is, is appreciated, what I'm, what I'm feeling is appreciated. And also, when it comes to the question of making the decision, my father, Oliver Shalom, used to give a criterion. He said, imagine that the other person calls up now and says, it's over. How devastating will that be? You say, okay, call up the matchmaker and go for the next one, or will it take you a couple of weeks to recover? If it will take you a couple of weeks to recover, then maybe you're ready to, to make the decision. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a, that's a very interesting spin on that. Um, you were talking about the give list, and in the time remaining, you know, we have been talking about criteria for a marriage partner, but let's get back to that give list. What advice do you have for the individual, himself, herself, to become a suitable marriage partner? How do we become a giver, and how do we... Um, how do we work on those skills to become giving, giving of our strengths? Well, uh, it's amazing you have to say this, but to the boys in yeshiva, I say, imagine the woman you would like to marry, and then imagine the sort of man she wants to marry. That's what you need to become. 
You need to become the person that she'll be interested in. That comes as a shock to them often, mm-hmm. <laughs> surprisingly, mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to be different uh, in, in each case. Um, I don't know if there's training and giving that you can uh, that you can start once you start when you start going out, but thinking about the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine that you're in a relationship where the other partner doesn't need you for anything. Think how devastated you would be. Everyone requires, this is because it's part of the neshama, everyone requires an opportunity to give to others. If the other person can't take that from you, then you're not going to be able to be fulfilled in a relationship. That's why we have children. We have children because we want to be givers, we mm-hmm. want to provide, mm-hmm. and the children will need us. For everything, for everything. All right, very good. Thank you so much for speaking with us today about what to look for in a future marriage partner, Rabbi Dr. David Gottlieb. Thank you for the opportunity to share some of the thoughts that I have. And there are many excellent articles and lectures about marriage in the family section on H.com. Check them out. And thanks for listening. 